Hey friend, welcome back to the Bible Tract Echoes radio broadcast. I'm Mike McCurry, your host, and as always, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to speak to you today. In all seriousness, I want to thank you. If it's your very first time listening, I greatly appreciate that. If you've been listening for a long time, as I hear from so many people, thank you so much. I do every once in a while. I, I've been almost averaging once a week, but maybe you haven't done it before. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a shout out to every single person. If you've never texted me where you are listening from, I'd like to hear from you. Text me if you would. Tell me what city, what state, and maybe what radio station you're listening to this radio broadcast on right now. If you've never done so, and you've heard me say this before, I'm talking to you. There are, there are hundreds of you, but I'm talking to you right now. You've heard me give this plea. I want to hear where you're listening from. We've got radio listeners from almost all 50 states. Actually, it might be all 50 states, and I'd love to prove that. So text me. If you've never texted me before, text me at this phone number. You ready? 309-316-7240. I'll give it to you one more time. No excuses, okay? Tell me what city, what state, what radio station you're listening on. You ready? 309 316 Four, zero, And I'm not going to give you an out if you're listening on demand on podcast. If you're listening on podcast, tell me so. And still, tell me what city and state you're listening from. And for those of you watching on YouTube, we're going to get all of you today. You're watching on YouTube right now, maybe Facebook or something. You text me as well. Tell me, I'm watching on YouTube. I see your ugly mug. I'm listening from so-and-so, this state, this this city. Let me know that. I'd love to hear. One of the coolest things about it is there are so many people that are supporters of this radio broadcast, and it's a blessing to be able to tell them where people are listening from. I'd love to, maybe one of these days, I'll put a, a map up behind me, and we'll start doing a, a, a challenge to see how many states we can get filled in in a short period of time. All right. One more time, 309-316-7240. All right, let's get to the Bible, all right? Mark chapter number two, while you're doing that, I'll tell you about a gospel track, the book of Mark chapter number two. We've talked this week about gospel tracks that I normally carry with me, one of which that I try to have at least one on my person is called Charge It. This gospel tract right here looks like a credit card, and I've told you before, but I will slide this in. I get gas a lot. When I'm driving my RV, we're getting close to real spring where we, the weather is not horrendous. I drive, We drive the RV as a family going hither and yon to churches all over America, we're taking out to New York, all these different places, uh, taking to West Virginia, um, maybe to Florida. We might even be taking out to California early next year, but when I'm driving, it gets about six miles to the gallon. Thankfully, it has an 80-gallon tank or 85 gallons, but either way, we have to stop and we have to fill up. And when I'm done filling up, I'll take one of these and I'll stick it in the credit card slot there at the gas station. The next person that comes by, number one, they think someone left a credit card. That's okay. They'll figure out pretty quickly that it's not. But then when you're pumping gas, you've got nothing but time. 
and they say you're not supposed to be on your phone. So really, we might be saving a life. The static electricity might kill you. And so, uh, in all seriousness, get these gospel tracks at BibleTracksInc.org. The book of Mark, chapter number 2. Mark, chapter number 2, verse number 1. We're going to read verses 1 through 5 of Mark, chapter number 2. You ready? Mark 2. And again, he entered into Capernaum. After some days, remember he had been driven out. Jesus had been driven out because he had healed a leper and it caused a kerfuffle. And so he'd been out in the wilderness a little bit. Again, he entered into Capernaum after some days and it was noise that he was in the house. And straightway, many were gathered together insomuch that there was no room to receive them. No, not so much as about the door. And he preached the word unto them, and they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy, which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh unto him for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was, and when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. When Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, Thy sins be forgiven thee. Today, uh, try, maybe not every week, but I really honestly should do it every week. I want to make you aware of the fact that you need to have your sins forgiven. You say, all right, Brother Mike, I'm already a Christian. What, what's the point of this for me? When's the last time you rejoiced in the fact that your sins are forgiven. If you know you're on your way to heaven, when's the last time you paused for just a moment? I've got a prayer list here in front of me, and oftentimes I ask for so many things that I need, but I take so little time to praise him for what he's already given me. I've said it before, but if you woke up today with only what you thanked him for yesterday, what would you have? Well, would you have your salvation? We know that eternal security is a biblical concept is a biblical principle. These things have I written unto you that believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that ye may know that ye have eternal life. First John five thirteen. If I know it, how can I unknow it, right? And uh, just very quickly, for those of you that think eternal security is is a, is a farce, that think that you can lose your salvation, the Bible says that no man can pluck me, pluck you out of the Father's hand, right? So. If you could pluck yourself out of the Father's hand, would that make God a liar? Because you are a part of humankind. You're a man, right? So if God is holding on to you, not only can the devil nor any other force of nature or supernatural, nothing can pull you out of his hand, but you also can't jump out. So that's a free for you on the side. But friend, have you thanked God for your salvation recently? But let's talk to those of you that don't know him. Let's talk for just a moment. Think about this. What are you trusting in? You know, my great-grandmother thought the Bible was just a history book. She was a great lady. We always enjoyed going over to her house. I remember in her basement, she always had the greatest toys, the greatest things to play with. They were, they were ancient. They were, from, they were from the early, no joke, from the early, what is it, 19th, 20th century, whatever, from, 19, from 1900s, I guess, long time ago. And we enjoyed playing down there. But I remember I've been, I was around at least on three or four occasions when my dad or other preachers that we knew tried to witness to my great-grandma. She was an intellectual. She thought that uh, she was a very smart lady. She thought that we were just going to be turned to dust when we die. There was nothing in the hereafter. The Bible was just a history book, had some good stories, good concepts in it. 
but it wasn't real. Miracles, though, they were allegories. They weren't, they weren't real things. I remember as a teenager, later teens, I sat down across from her in the nursing home, beautiful nursing home that we, that we had her in. We visited her every single week without fail. Sat down there and I opened God's word and explained to her how she could know. I told her, Grandma, great-grandma, I love you, but more than that, God loves you, and I want to see you in heaven one day. And she rejected salvation. Until just one week before she died. At that time when I witnessed her, it was just months before she passed away, but seven days before she died, my father took one last crack at it. And he explained the gospel one more time, and she was gloriously saved. I'm so excited about seeing my great-grandma. But you know what? She had to get helpless first. I don't recommend waiting until a week before you die, because you don't know when you're going to die. She had a pretty good understanding. Her body was growing weaker. She was going to pass over very soon. And she finally stopped resisting. Friend, I ask you, are you helpless? Do you realize that only Christ can save, that only he can give peace. You can get saved for a multitude of reasons. One of which is because you're worried about the hereafter, worried about eternity. But I'd recommend, yes, absolutely, realize that it's going to change your eternity, but it can change the here and the now. I think of a man named James Wilson. 1782, he was a British sailor, and he was, he was captured by the French. There was a um, little war going on there and different things like that. I realize this is in 1782. That's you know around the, the American War for Independence and all of that. And he was captured, held in a brutal prison. He would wake up next to a corpse some days because the, his fellow prisoners would die from the abuse and from the neglect. Until finally he met a pastor after he got out. He survived the prison, and he was just the most hard-headed atheist you could ever meet. Finally met a pastor who got through a little crack in the armor and began to talk to him. Who This pastor couldn't be stonewalled, and he wouldn't leave, take no for an answer. And finally, finally, after explaining the fact that Jesus had loved him, loves him, died for him, he said to James Wilson, Something to the effect of, you may have just realized that you're horribly wrong and you'll pay a horrible price for it. James Wilson, he came to know Christ. I mentioned a man named Mr. Knott yesterday that went to, as a missionary, to Tahiti. Well, funny enough, James Wilson, because he was a British sailor, ended up a captain towards the end of his career. He volunteered with his wealth accrued from a lifetime on the sea, he helped furnish and pay for a ship for missionaries so they could go to that same area of the world near Tahiti. That's how he ended his life. And he said that nothing, I'm paraphrasing, but nothing could compare to the peace, the satisfaction, the understanding, the knowledge that comes with salvation. I say the same to you, friend, today. I ask you, will you accept the same salvation that James Wilson accepted? Yes, I know it was the 1800s before he finally got saved. But today, here in April 2023, or whenever you're listening to, maybe you're listening after the fact on YouTube or podcast, 
you could accept Christ, I ask you today, will you do so? Will you decide to stop saying no? Life is but a vapor, peereth for a little time and then vanisheth away. I'm going to encourage you, please, friend, before it's eternally too late, accept him as your Savior. If you have questions, if you need help with that concept, I'd love to hear from you. You can text me at the number I've already given you, but you can text me at 309-316-7240. Again, that number, you can text me. Please do so without delay. 309-316-7240. As always, my prayer is you have a great day for his glory, but to live for his glory, you must accept him as your Savior and Lord. Thank you so much for listening. God bless. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample booklet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309 828 6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 130, Dwight, Illinois 60420. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.